Well, today is a, a, a holiday weekend. People are in and out in different ways, and so we're going to adjust our schedule a little bit this morning, and uh, we're going to have more of a, a scripture and song time with a very short uh, message at the end. Uh, we're going to be bumping up communion earlier into our service before we dismiss the kids, so if you've got kids, uh, you can have that communion time with them uh, before we dismiss them for uh, children's worship. Uh, so there's an order of worship in your bulletin you can follow along with with extra readings. Uh, and extra songs, and uh, let's go ahead and start by standing and reading Psalm 100. For joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. <laughs> Be seated as we read um, from Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter 34. For this is what the sovereign Lord says, I myself will search for my sheep and look after them. As a shepherd looks after his scattered flock when he is with them, so will I look after my sheep. I will rescue them from the places where they were scattered on a day of clouds and darkness. I will bring them out from the nations and gather them from the countries, and I will bring them into their own land. I will pasture them on the mountains of Israel, in the ravines and in all the settlements of the land. I will tend them in a good pasture. And the mountain heights of Israel will be their grazing land. There they will lie down in good grazing land. And there they will feed in a rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I myself will tend my sheep and have them lie down, declares the Lord. I will search for the lost and bring back the strays. I will bind up the injured and strengthen the weak. But the sleek and the strong I will destroy. I will shepherd the flock with justice. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says to them. See, I myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep. Because you shove with flank and shoulder, butting all the weak sheep with your horns until you have driven them away, I will save my flock, and they will no longer be plundered. I will judge between one sheep and another. I will place over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he will tend them. He will tend them and be their shepherd. I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David will be prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken. We're going to sing a song that is not familiar to many of us, but it's in our songbooks in number 533. The lyrics will be up on, the, on here, but it just really talks about the Lord being our shepherd and how he longs to lead us to good places and how he... He will lead us to those quiet waters. We're at the end of this Thanksgiving week. And hopefully you've enjoyed some good time with friends and family. Hopefully you have enjoyed some good food. Uh, some, hopefully you have spent some time counting your blessings. Uh, holidays can be a bittersweet time. Uh, there are those who have lost this week. There are those who remember those that they've lost this week. But it's a time where we are focused on 
on what we have been given. And that's why we, we start here by coming to the table. You know, for those of us who have food in the refrigerator and clothes on our back and a roof over our head, we're richer than 75% of the world. For those who have money in the bank or cash in the wallet or spare change in a dish, you are among the top 8% of the world. If you woke up this morning with health, more health than illness, you're fortunate more fortunate than the million who will not survive this next week. And so there's a lot to count our blessings for. If you have never experienced the danger of battle or the loneliness of imprisonment or the the agony of torture or the pain of starvation, you are ahead 500 million people in the world. And there are those here this morning who have experienced all of these things. It's not hard for us to count our blessings. It's easy to start identifying the things that are going well in our life. Most of us could quickly jot down a list of things that that we are thankful for. Our friends, our family, our food, our clothing, our, our cars, our homes, our jobs, our health, our freedom, opportunities that we have, so much more that we can list that we're thankful for. But maybe these are not the things that we need to be listing out when we think about what we're thankful for. Maybe we should be focused on something else during Thanksgiving. Think about it this way. If we were to follow this logic of of thanking God for the list of all the different things that he has given us, if we're to follow that logic, then if you don't have those things, then you are not thankful. That you're only as thankful as the things that you've been given. So if you have more money or more of a job or more status, then you are more thankful. And if you don't have those things, then you're not thankful. Uh, That line of logic doesn't work with the gospel of Jesus. That there is something intangible to be thankful for. The Apostle Paul, we're going to read in Ephesians later, uh, gives us this image of, of what the intangible things are that we can be thankful for. And as we read through that later this morning, uh, be listening for the things that Paul is thankful for because he doesn't list things like the new video game system. He doesn't list things like the new car. He doesn't list things like what you were able to purchase on Black Friday. Paul lists out a very intangible list of things, and so be listening to that. But for now, we're going to pause for a moment and and come to the table to to, to reflect on on the greatest thing that we are thankful for. The all things in our life that are going well or going wrong, for all the things that we, we we have going great, for all the things that we're suffering through, there's the one thing that we come together, and it's coming around this table for communion. And so I'd like for us to go ahead and pass the trays and everyone take a piece of bread and hold on to that bread for just a moment. Um, So if you want to go ahead and come forward and be passing those trays, as you hold that piece of bread, say a prayer of thanksgiving. Uh, If you're with your friends or family, if you're with your kids, uh, share that prayer together. So break off a piece of bread, hold that, and say a prayer together or say a prayer to yourself 
What are you thankful for? Say a prayer of thanksgiving. As you hold this bread in your hands, you're, you're mindful of all the things that you're thankful for, and we reflect on the question of what is the significance of this bread? For you, right now, reflect what is the significance of it? What does this bread mean to you? We break it, and we take it each week, but what does it mean? What is the significance of it? If you're sharing with your family or sharing with someone around you, turn to them and say, this is the body of Christ which was given for you. This is the body of Christ that's given for you. God, we thank you for the body of Christ. We thank you for, for Jesus who is given to us. And we now take this bread and remember his gift to us. And we say thank you. Amen. Let's go ahead and pass the cup and, and take that cup and hold on to it. As you hold on to this cup and look at it, what is the meaning of this juice? This symbol that we take each week, what is this meaning for you? If you've got kids with you, share what that meaning is as we reflect on this. The blood of Jesus brings us forgiveness. It tells us that death is conquered by the resurrection. And so we drink this with joy. We drink this with hope for the future. Let's pray together. God, we, we thank you for the blood of Christ. We thank you for his sacrifice for us that is poured out for us to bring us hope. God, this is the ultimate Thanksgiving feast right here. And we're thankful for him. As you take this, tell the person next to you, this is the blood of Christ that gives us hope for the future. This is the blood of Christ that gives us hope for the future. And to that, we drink together this morning. You can pass those cups into the middle, just kind of set them there at the end of the pew, and they'll make minimal mess. There's worse things that have happened. <laughs> just wait till the candlelight service. It gets, yeah. Like glitter, we're getting ready to do Christmas decorations, so it gets worse. So kiddos, we want to go ahead and dismiss you to children's worship. Thank you for sharing with us this morning. Thank you for, for sharing this Thanksgiving meal with us as we reflect on Jesus. Uh, we are going to turn the page so I can't see anything. Thanks. Yes, let's go ahead and stand for the reading of Psalm 95. Come. Let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great king above all gods. In his hands are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his, for he made it and his hands formed the dry land. 
Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is God, and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. Today, if only you would hear his voice. If you have your Bibles, please turn with us to Matthew chapter 25, verse 31. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison. And you came and to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or need clothes or clothe you and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, Truly, I tell you, that whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters for of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed, into the internal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. They also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? And he will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. Lord God, we bow before you. We ask Jesus that you come. Come, Lord Jesus. Fill us with your presence and with your spirit. We ask that you return quickly, Lord Jesus. Take us home. We pray, God, that you, your spirit will fill us, that you will use us so that the world will see you, Jesus, before you return. Fill us with your presence. Make us new in your name. Amen. I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. 
far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his, under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. So if you uh, follow the Christian calendar, uh, you know that today is the last day of the year. Uh, because next Sunday is the first Sunday of Advent, which is the first day of the Christian year. And so as the last day of the year, it is a time to reflect on all that God has done for us through Jesus and the ongoing reign of Christ into the future on into eternity. And so we have read passages and have sung songs about the reign of Christ, the rule of Christ, both now and forever into the future. And that is what we are thankful for. As we read through Ephesians chapter 1, Paul is thankful not for the tangible things that we're often focused on on Thanksgiving, not on the physical things of family and health and, and, and homes and food, Certainly not focused on the shopping spree of Black Friday. Certainly not focused on the materialism of the Christmas holiday. We'll talk more about the coming of Jesus next week as we start with the birth of Christ in Luke chapter 1. But for now, we reflect on the reign of Christ, this, this ongoing hope for a future because of the resurrection. This is the last day of the year as we remember him and who he is. Paul tells us, really, that we need to be, thanking, we, we need to be thankful for nothing. The intangible things, the, the nothing intangibles that we need to be thankful for. He says that we need to give constant thanks for things that are not seen. Things like faith in the Lord Jesus, love toward the saints, a spirit of, of wisdom and a spirit of revelation, the riches of God's glorious inheritance, and the immeasurable greatness of God's power. These are the things that we're grateful for today. These are the things that cannot be purchased. These are the things that cannot be seen and touched. They are not the things that can be possessed or owned. These are the intangible things of God that we're thankful for today. In the classic book, The Little Prince, the fox character is saying goodbye to the little prince and says this as he leaves. He says, and now here's my secret, a very simple secret. It is only with the heart that one can see rightly. What is essential is invisible to the eye. The things that are essential are not visible with the eye. The things that are essential are viewed with the heart. What is essential is invisible to the eye. The little prince repeats back so that he will be sure to remember. And what great insight to who Jesus is as Paul writes the letter to the Ephesians. 
He writes the letter to the Corinthians and says, We look not at what can be seen, but what cannot be seen. For what can be seen is only temporary, but what cannot be seen is eternal. And so we look at the eternal. It's the unseen that is eternal. That's essential. What is essential is is invisible to the eye. And so if we were to approach Thanksgiving in this way, it runs counter to all the conventional wisdom that we have. It refuses to fall into step with the swarms of shoppers on on Black Friday. It, It refuses to look at the materialism that we focus on. Instead, we look at these things, this perspective of the Apostle Paul. He doesn't give thanks for the physical things. He doesn't give thanks for the tangible things. He refuses to focus his gaze on the things that can be seen because he knows that these are only temporary. And instead, he looks only at the essential and eternal things, the things that can be seen with the heart, that are invisible to the eye. And so when he counts his blessings, and as we count our blessings today, we cannot list things that we can buy. We cannot list things that we purchase. It's nothing that you can own. It's only by faith and love and a spirit of wisdom and revelation and God's inheritance, God's power. It's in those things that we're grateful for today. Let's pray together. God, we thank you for the invisible things. Love for you. Love for Christ. Love for others. Your ongoing reign from now until forever. And we place our hope into that, and we place our celebration of thanks into that today. We're grateful for Jesus and the future that we have with him. It's in his name we pray, amen. Let's be standing together. We're going to have a song of declaration of how great our God is. And this is a time where you can respond. This is a time where you can just celebrate with praise. It is a time that you can come forward and pray with one of our shepherds. Uh, It's a time for you to respond to the message of Jesus this morning. Let's worship together how great is our God.